You're listening to the Beats and Bars podcast hosted by Battle Beats. This podcast is out there to shine a light on the most slept on and underrated rappers and producers. Yo, what's up? It's Battle Beats here with a new episode of the Beats and Bars podcast, episode nine. That is right. We've been going for two months, straight uploads. We've had some serious talent on there. And for those who don't know, Wire, aka WN, aka uh, Backyard Fitness and stuff on YouTube was my first guest. So we have got a very special host today. That is right, host, not guest. Wire is the new host for this episode, and he's going to be asking me a bunch of questions. So over to you, Wyatt. Yeah, we flipped the tables on them. Hello and welcome to the Beats and Bars podcast. Uh, yeah, so today I'm going to be interviewing my boy, and we're going to be asking him some questions about like uh, mixing and mastering and going through plugins and figuring out like uh, ways around technical difficulties when it comes to sound engineering and things of that nature. Uh, you know, because we thought it would be fun, but also because these are just questions I have. And uh, if people are like me and they want to increase their knowledge, even if they're just a rapper or something, maybe they can take this and just add it to their arsenal. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just I make them a little bit better of a well-rounded I I artist. I don't think rappers need to be producers and audio engineers, but it definitely mm-hmm. helps them. And knowing basics helps them record a perfect take, which then when I got a perfect take, it's great but when I get takes that aren't perfect and have got a few discrepancies or there's a few things wrong with them or whatever it makes Mm -hmm. the mixing so much more difficult um Mm -hmm. so yeah the uh and it's just little things like that I know it's kind of like for a similar reason I've like tried to pick up other instruments and and just like get a better understanding just as of music in general Mm -hmm. just to make me better because if you're more like you said if you can acknowledge where your issues are or how music is like put together you can you can do it better i know that whenever you're making beats and stuff uh you kind of have a little bit of a structure that you adhere to as far as like breakdowns and like how you start a beat can you explain like your thought process of making beats so usually i start off with a really cool melody that starts it off i rarely start with the drums in most Mm -hmm. of the time i build the drums in so for the first eight bars usually i have like the bass melody and then Mm -hmm. i will add something else on top of that like a counter melody or guitar part a little bit of another synth or a flute or something and then sometimes i'll either bring in a percussion loop just to give it more bounce or i will add like the hi-hats and the snare or the claps Mm -hmm. and then build it up, maybe add a riser, let it drop for a a quarter of a bat, and then bring everything in, 808s, bass, drums, everything. Mm -hmm. And then I usually have 8 to 16 bars of full drums. And usually halfway through, I'll like mix it up with bringing in another melody or just something else to make it sound different. Then I usually drop Mm -hmm. it down again, uh, sort of repeats the process, I build it up, and then I just let it ring out. And then I just um arrange it that way just so the beat's different i like to take hi-hats mm-hmm. out of uh, drums in the verse sometimes because it just gives it a lot of different vibes it just makes it sound like mm-hmm. it's a verse because if you were to listen to like rock music it usually starts all in 
and then the verse is usually like the drums and the bass guitar uh and then there's a little bit of a um like an electric on top comes in halfway so i try and structure it like an actual song um mm -hmm. and that's kind of it i usually go from nothing to everything to kind of half of everything to kind of full and then sort of nothing and then i just build it up and i really take the, the beat wherever what i prefer to do is to make a like a, a bass beat send it to a rapper and then the rapper raps on it and then i build more around it to make it more interesting i prefer that doing it that way because it's more of a collaboration it's, it, it makes the the vocal stand out more and it just it's just more of a fun experience to make it's more of a collaboration whereas if you just make a beat send it over or sell it and someone gets it wraps in it it's great but you've kind of just not really been involved you've made the beat and they've done their own thing with it but i prefer the collaboration where we go back and forth i'll add a guitar part or i'll add a synth part take it out of certain parts where i thought it might work but it didn't because your vocals are um really cool there and just making the whole thing harmonious and um yeah and also to, to, to all i was gonna say also to some extent because they are the beats that you're making you kind of hold them dear right yeah. so like you want to you want to kind of have play a part in seeing where that that beat goes so that you know it's like uh treated right you know yeah yeah am, am exactly. i wrong yeah, all, all of my beats. I mean, there's some beats that I make that I think are a bit rubbish, but mm. you make everyone doesn't always make good stuff all the time. But nope. there's, there's certain beats that I make, and I'm like, yeah, this is my baby, and it's got mm. to have someone good on it. Uh, mm -hmm. Otherwise, this beat's just. I don't want to. I don't want to dishon dishonor the beat. No offense to anyone out there, yeah. but yeah. Um, if I make a beat, I put my heart and soul into it. You want mm. the right person on it. Yeah, you don't you don't want to waste it almost. No, no. You're like uh, not. Yeah. The um do you ever listen to a beat like that someone else has made and you're like waiting for a drop or you're like hearing a build up or something and you're like, All right, this this should be the part where something happens and then yeah. nothing happens and you're just like, Ah, what are you doing? Mm. Sometimes I listen to a beat and I'm like, yeah, I totally know this beat, what's going to happen. And then I'm like, whoa, this is completely different mm -hmm. to what I expected. I'm trying to think mm -hmm. there was a song. It's not a, it's not a hip-hop song, but it's um, a Billie Eilish song, Bad Guy. And it's great mm -hmm. all the way through. And then at the end, it just breaks down into this weird, dirty bass thing. And I'm just like, just totally didn't expect mm -hmm. that. And I think there was a Drake mm -hmm. beat that I listened to, a Drake track. And it was like just two tracks almost in one off his Scorpion album. Um yeah and that was kind of weird i did not expect that but it worked at the same time so mm -hmm. i do analyze music and more i more analyze the instruments and the drums more than the lyrics mm -hmm. i guess because i've always been playing guitar and piano and always been just listening and then playing figuring it out and playing it and I, that's what i listen out for is the instruments not so much the vocals so i listen to these mm -hmm. reactors and they pull out um like a verse and then I'm just like, I I didn't pick that up because I, I focus more on the music than on the on the lyrics. So it's I guess that's just the way mm -hmm. that I'm wired. Um, but then I can appreciate good bars at the same time. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, the uh, I was gonna say with a uh, a beat switch up, man. Mm -hmm. I'm a big fan of whenever 
a beat starts out one way and then all of a sudden it's like almost a completely different beat mm-hmm. i there there there's been quite a few songs where i don't know there's something about it but the the double-edged sword to that i think is if one of those beats really outclasses the other beat mm. so like you thought that you were enjoying the song until the other crazy beat hits and you're like i thought i was enjoying the song but i yeah, guess yeah. i like this part more. what's that what's that travis scott song that he that 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 happens in um it's like his main one on astro world is it stargazing sick, sick sicko mode yeah, Sycamore, and that goes yeah, from like yeah. one song to another, and I'm like, I was vibing it at the start, and then I'm not vibing it at the end. You know, that that was a real mm-hmm. shame. But obviously, that song just got huge, so it doesn't matter. He doesn't care, probably. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, nah, it's it's a masterpiece. The uh, but the thing about you making the beats and listening for all the instruments and stuff is probably the more and more that you do it and you're listening for it. Now you're not even trying to listen for things. And there's probably things that you would hear that past you, past you wouldn't have heard. You know, things yeah, that maybe they just they just slipped into the beat as something really quiet in the back. And you were able mm. to pick up something that no one else would even have noticed. Yeah, well, that does happen. That does happen. And like, I just, I just, I like, because I remember when I was learning guitar, my, I, I briefly had guitar lessons briefly for maybe six months i can't remember exactly how long it was but um he he was teaching me right listen to a song and then find the root note and then you can find the key and then work out the guitar parts from there so okay cool i'll do that um so then i just used to listen to like my favorite songs and then just try and pick out all the different melodies and guitar riffs and things like that and then you just you start to hear it and then you, you it's like you train your ear to to hear and to pick these things out and i haven't got mm-hmm. perfect pitch at all if someone was to play a c i'd probably be able to figure out that it's a c but some notes mm-hmm. i just can't i can't figure out but um mm-hmm. yeah you, i just i just hear things i hear the music just i don't know why it's just strange but i just hear the music and i just love it i mean it's it's got to be the same thing for like people that listen to uh, rap all the time and they can pick up bars from like faster rappers that maybe the normal ear wouldn't have been able to pick up yeah. uh or like there's different like a different rhythm or cadence that is landing on maybe not your your hi-hat or it's in between something else in the beat that some a normal ear might be like oh that sounds like it's off but it might not be off because mm-hmm. they're just hitting a different part of the beat than would be yeah normal. definitely yeah Definitely. And like the more you train your ear to listen for these things, the more you can appreciate it as well. Sometimes I listen to fast flows and I'm just like, whoa, that is mental. Didn't always get mm. what you said. Maybe you didn't actually say anything. Maybe you just went, blah, blah, blah. but you yeah. know, it's definitely got, I've definitely got an appreciation for it. And that's, that's great. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah. The, uh, I know that, um, uh, it will also give you an appreciation for how far you have come Mm -hmm. because I go back and I listen and I delete (laughs) old songs all the time. I'm like, I thought this was great. It turns out I can barely hear myself and I'm off beat. I'm just like, because of how far I've come, you know, so that you can appreciate where you're at now, but you're like, I'm glad nobody was really listening. (laughs) Yeah. 
But I think that's like the beautiful thing of starting out, going independent, telling the world that you're a musician or you're a rapper or you're a beat maker, producer, whatever. Usually your first stuff is going to be rubbish. Usually. Mm-hmm. And like, that's like the thing. And then unless you're insanely talented and you, the first song you make is like sick and just that is it. But usually it's not. And I was talking to Exile uh, in the podcast episode I did with him a couple of weeks ago. And he was basically mm-hmm. saying, my advice to like rappers starting out or producers starting out is know that your first stuff's going to be trash, but that's fine because you're learning, you're growing on it. Mm. And I listened to my first, like I, I, I didn't start off producing hip hop. I f- started producing indie rock, rock and roll. So mm. acoustic drums, guitars, um, a little bit of sim. Mm-hmm. And I started sound engineering before for live bands before I even started producing. So I got used to like working with guitars, uh, grand pianos, um, real drum kits and raw vocalists. Um, Mm. And then like when I started putting beats out, it was a while before I actually stopped producing uh, rock and roll and then started producing hip hop. It was a while since I did that. And in between like going from like rock and roll to like making beats, I ended up, I was making like 80s synth pop stuff and it was cool. Mm. I might um, revisit that one day, but it was just like mm. 80s synths, like dun, 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 dun. It was just like really big synths. It was cool. But that mm. I, I, I more and more moved away from that. Uh, and then I started to mm. make beats. And the first beats that I put on my beat store, I think they're still there now. I'm probably going to take them down tonight. Um, they were not very good they were rubbish but at mm. the time I was like these are mm. sick these are sick oh my god mm. playing everyone on my beats and I'm like yeah I'm starting out as a producer and I can just imagine them just thinking oh this guy's sh- sh- just going nowhere <laughs> uh, but now my beats are good I'd like to think my beats are good sometimes I don't think they're good but I think generally most of the time they're good but mm-hmm. I think I've grown so much in the past like year I've been making beats now for about um, probably two years, but producing for about five. Um, so mm-hmm. my beats like now are, are pretty good. I'm getting I'm really good at mixing now. Really good at um, hearing things and just making good beats. But back then, oh my god, they were bad. But I, I'm kind of like okay with that because that was my process. And at the end of the yeah. day. I had to learn and go through things. I mean, I always say in pretty much most of the podcast episodes that if it wasn't for Legend, my drums would be rubbish. He was like sending me beats with great drums and I was like, all right, cool. So I then downloaded some I also, cool... I, I, I was just going to say, I also really appreciate Legend played a big part of me and you getting together, to be honest. Yeah, exactly. For, uh, and, and because Legend was telling me, he was like, man, because he, he really liked... Uh, where you were going and the beats you were making but his style he felt conflicted a little bit with yeah. the beats because he's he's more of that aggressive you know like uh you know yeah, the yeah. way that he he and not to say that it was impossible or anything but you didn't you get you guys didn't exactly click and he knew that me and you would click which was yeah, super yeah. cool he just was like because i remember he i sent him a beat and he rapped mm-hmm. on it but then you had a feature um I can't remember the song, but you were like, sing- I, I think it- you were singing on it. 
and um, uh-huh. I was like, "There's this, there's this guy. He's American, crazy guy with a beard, um, makes funny YouTube videos, and he's singing on yeah, this yeah, beat. Yeah. Like, okay, cool, we'll roll with it." Uh, and then I was like, <laughs> and then I started mixing it. I was like, "This is actually really cool. This is sick." And then I, I was hosting my cipher. Uh, and then mm-hmm. you was on Cypher as well. And then I got your verse. And that was like the first time I heard you like rap properly. Uh, and I was like, this mm-hmm. verse is really good. It's one of my favorites on the on the Cypher. Um, oh. And then you was like messaging me asking for like beats and how it works and how licensing works and stuff. So I was like, all right, cool. This is how it works. And then you was like, cool. Black mm-hmm. Fri- I think it was around Black Friday. I mean, no, maybe shortly after. And you were like, mm-hmm. yeah, man, I need some beats. So you've got some beats. And then I said, look, listen, I'll mix it all for you um, because why not? You know? We're, we're, oh, we're... man, it's like the it's like the origin story. Yeah, it's the yeah. origin story. Yeah. I was like, why not? This guy's cool. He's a good rapper. I'm gonna, I'll, I'll offer to mix his stuff because you never know when you say that to someone, they might actually already have a producer who mixes the stuff or they may do it themselves. Mm-hmm. So I was just like, oh, mm-hmm. I'll mix your stuff for you. And then we ended up just Man. totally collaborating on the rapper meditation EP and it was great. And then since then we've just oh, almost become like best mates over, um, over the course of a year, which is cool because so shout out to legend. Yeah. Shout out, shout out legend. The, the, the friendliest troll of them all. Yeah. I think I'm actually interviewing him <laughs> on Friday for this podcast. He's been ah. like out of like you, you and him and 10K, like you three are the guys that I wanted to interview the most, but Legend's been super busy, so I haven't been able to interview him. But I think this Friday I'm going to be able to, so that's going to be a good episode. Um, so Heck it's, yeah. It's going to be good. But yes. Hey, and, and people are, <laughs> I was going to say, people are going to get to see the difference between Legend's talking voice and Legend's rapping voice. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, legend sounds like he's whispering when he raps sometimes. Um, I love in a, it in a good way, in a good way. Um, mm-hmm. but he uh, doesn't sound like anybody else. No, that's that's like he was like the first rapper that I really like. Um, was like, yeah, this guy's sick, like, this guy is insane, and how the hell does nobody know who he is? Like, I still think that. Yeah. Like, how the hell does nobody know who... And it's rare that, that you know, I think about that about you as well. Like, how the hell does not many more people know about his music? But it's just a journey about growing. And, like, I got friends who released a... Well, they're, they're sort of friends of friends. I've known them for a long time. They released a song um, that was, like, number one last year. Do you know the song? da 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 it's called piece of your heart um it was massive in the uk maybe not so much in america i don't know but those guys are like really like blowing up overnight and those guys are producing like house pop music and it's great to see them um but they've (laughs) been grinding out like underground doing music for a long time like six six years or something and then they've finally had a song that popped off so for me I've been producing for like five years, but I've been taking it seriously for about two years. So that I'm totally fine with it taking however long it takes. And you know what? If it never happens, 
I've had fun along the way. Do you know what I mean? So, hell yeah. And that's the thing too. People will see. <laughs> that's funny. Your water bottle was just a part of the uh, the background. Look, like it just disappears into the background. But the um, that's the thing about it though is that you know you see these people that quote unquote blow up overnight, but really, how long have they been grinding doing mm. stuff before you knew who they were? The only reason that it seems like it's overnight now is because you know who they are and you didn't know who they were before mm -hmm. but they may have been you know uh pumping Pump. out their 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 beats to try to make rent they could have been you yeah, know yeah. uh just trying to rap and rap and do do features and put mm -hmm. their music out there as much as possible for how many ever years just so uh the exactly. someone will like something that they do and then share it and then start that that avalanche and then have something go viral definitely it's so true and that's that's like the one thing that i want to stress to people is like it was christmas last year so not the one just gone but the one before i said to myself i'd really like to be full time on music by the, the next christmas so obviously that's that is 7 months ago and I'm not anywhere near being able to do music full time yet. And mm -hmm. when I think about it, it's like, oh, maybe I didn't try hard enough. Or maybe I, um, maybe there was something I missed. But mm -hmm. realistically, saying, oh, yeah, I think in a year's time I'm going to be full time for music is a really good goal to have. And people should strive for that. But I realized you know what, maybe a year is actually too soon. So maybe I'm just going to go hard and just become the best producer ever. And then hopefully... Two things you said, two things you said there is uh, uh, the, the quickness of it all, but setting a goal like that is going to keep you motivated, you know, because you're like, oh man, I gave myself this amount of time so that would probably motivate you and give mm -hmm. you a kick in the butt to be more consistent on things because mm -hmm. we all know that consistency is king. Uh, Definitely. And then, and then um, what was the other thing you just said before that? You talked about getting better? music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely getting better. But um, I had, I had a point about something you were saying, but, but continue. You said uh, maybe you're not there to Maybe it'll come yet. back. Yeah, so I mean yeah, that yeah, goal yeah. that was goal was something that I needed to set because it's like me saying this is my dreams, this is what I want to happen in my life. I want to be able to provide for my wife and you know pay the bills with music money. That would be the dream, like just to to be you know to become financially free from making music. I'd love that, um, but sometimes it just takes longer, and I'm, that is just for me. I didn't let that defeat me at Christmas time when I was like, I should really be making music full time. This is what I want to do. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, me actually still having my nine to five and I've got a good nine to five job pays me well. Mm -hmm. It means that we can save up for a house. It means that mm -hmm. we can get a good mortgage. It means that mm -hmm. we can enjoy nice things without, you know, being um, snobby without, you know, being up ourselves but we can enjoy nice stuff and yeah exactly and 
if I was to quit my job, we wouldn't be able to get a mortgage because I don't know how it works in America, but in England, if, you, if you're self-employed, you need to have two years of good, solid income as a self-employed person. So then they can take an average of what your income is and then you, the bank will lend you money for a mortgage. Whereas here, that's not how it works. Um, you, you know, if you've got six months of good wages, but the other year and a half is bad, they wouldn't give you one. So for the time being, until we have a house, it's not really a mm-hmm. question of me being able to quit my job, um, which I don't want to do particularly right now. I like my job. So if my boss is listening, love my job, by the way, it's great. But, um, I, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, you asked me what's the dream. Yeah, it's making music. But there's so many little factors in my life that mean that I have to keep, I have to keep my job. And I'm cool with that because I enjoy it. Um, and that's fine and I'm all right with that but it's the time that people need to get good at the craft it's the whole 10,000 hours thing. have I put 10,000 hours making beats producing records probably not oh I remembered I remembered I remembered okay. it, it is because you were saying have I worked hard enough have I put in enough work you reminded me with the 10,000 hours um, mm-hmm. we also uh, not only are we going to be like one of our sources of motivation, we're going to be our hardest critics. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's kind of the same thing. You know, I don't realize until I look at how hard I'm working on something compared to like someone that's like sitting still doing nothing. Mm-hmm. Do I, but I can do like what would be a week's worth of work for them and still feel like I've done nothing. Mm-hmm. So I, I'll, I'll, I, we're our own worst critics in that you're like, damn, like, like me, I'm six days behind on, on a YouTube video. I haven't posted a video in six days. And I, mm-hmm. I know that isn't like crazy long time, but mm-hmm. I'm just over here like, dang, bro, you couldn't find some time out of your day to record a reaction and mm-hmm. edit it and put it up on one of those days. Me and you both know you don't want to go longer than three days. And now you're sitting here kicking yourself. But that's what I was saying, the criticisms. But that could be like a good and bad thing as well because you're keeping yourself in check, but you, you also don't want to be too hard on yourself. Yeah, definitely. And that's the thing. Like, I think it took some maturity in me to realize this is actually going to be a long-term thing. This isn't just going to happen overnight. As good as I am or as talented as I believe I am, this is going to be a long, long stretch. And like, I'm, you know, I think God takes us through journeys. That's going to make us like learn things along the way. And I definitely believe that I'm on this journey to reach my goals and dreams, but I'm, I'm on this journey and I'm on this path and I'm learning things along the way. That's going to shape me and make me grow as a person. And I've come to realize that that's all right. It doesn't all happen overnight or, in a year, you know, it takes its time and that's, that's fine. But yeah. Yeah. The, you, you just have to be willing to put in the work is just the main thing. Don't let the fact that, well, this is going to take too long. You, you accepting that a, hey, this is going to take however long it needs to take. And I'm going to get it done is like a better way to look at it because yeah. some are like, you know, they oh man, well, I don't know that I can, you know, that's a lot of time to devote. Well, if you're thinking like that, then it's not going to happen. Yeah, exactly. And like, as much as I'm like, yeah, this is going to take as long as it takes. I'm like, 
well i'm actually enjoying it as i'm doing it so it's not like it's not like i i mean don't get me wrong some days i'm like i'm just tired and i don't have motivation but you know what i mean like most of the time it's like i'm gonna sit i'm gonna make beats i'm in like my flow um i, I call it my creative flow and i'm always like yeah and i prefer to be on my own so i'm always like kicking the wife out saying just you're ruining my creative flow just i don't know hey, why. hey this, this is my vibe you need to take your vibe in there for a yeah, little bit. And it, and, it, and, it's, and it isn't, it's nothing against her or anything like that. It's just, you know, when you're in the flow, I'm just, I'm just zoned in and distractions, not that she's a distraction, but um, just, yeah, I just like to be in the flow and I enjoy that. And that's why I'm happy. And that's where I'm in my, my little zone. So um, yeah, I just, I just enjoy it. So, and even if it never happened, even if I never become a full-time music producer, I'm actually buzzing, loving it. So, like, that's that's cool as well. So, for anyone listening, if you're enjoying it, if you're doing music and you're not enjoying it, why are you doing it? Do something else. You know, do something you enjoy. Yeah, for sure. Especially with music, which, to be honest, let's think about it, is a very uh, hard area to get into. It, yeah. if you if you're doing it because you feel like anything besides happy then you probably shouldn't be doing it but also if you're doing it and you're having a good time the time's gonna fly by so when and if you do make it you're like oh well i was having a good time anyway what i was gonna say is you've done a really good job of juggling your plates you know what i'm saying doing your mm -hmm. your your job but then also finding your uh time to put in your videos and make your beats and um yeah i feel like organization uh, organizing your time efficiently is also uh, a big key like if i had a, a list uh, a top 10 things why it thinks you need to be successful i think mm -hmm. um goal oriented uh consistency and um uh organ organization of one's time would be like definitely on the list definitely definitely um I think sometimes when you organize like time to do something and you know, that's the time you've got to do it. You actually are creative and you're just in the flow. Whereas if you've mm. just, if you've got all day to record a video or do this or do that, you might not be as good because you're like, right, I've got three hours. I'm going to smash this out. I'm going to make it awesome. I've got three hours. Whereas if you've got 10 hours, you're like, Oh, take my time with it. And you might not, it might not be as good. So when you, structure timing like today um i went on instagram live at seven and i was like i've got an hour i'm gonna make a really awesome beat and i've got that hour and it needs to be good otherwise is you know i'm gonna go crazy so i made a, a really cool beat in that time and i think it was about 30 minutes that i had to like sort of it all there and i was just messing around with it for another 15 minutes but it's like i had that structured time and i made a really great beat and it, it 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 was just really cool i really enjoyed it and i was like because i haven't made a beat in a few days probably like two days because i've just been busy mm -hmm. um with you know life and stuff so mm -hmm. it was just it was just nice to just get in that flow and it just reminds me yeah this is what i love doing this is where i'm this is this is my happy place this is what i love doing and if i could just sit in a studio for the rest of my life you know, grow a family and live by a lake and have a music um, producer 
studio in a van. I'm I'm happy. Do you know what I mean? You know. Oh, I'm, bro. One hundred percent. I look. My my goal in life would to literally because I'm a very rustic individual. I would like to have a cabin in the woods, but also still have Wi-Fi. I want. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. want to be able. I want to be able to do my YouTube and I would want to be able to record music, but also I want to be in a cabin by the woods where I could sit on the porch if I want to and go fishing if I want to. Mm -hmm. uh, oh, I also have this idea of uh, mm -hmm. a gym, right? A gym, but it mm -hmm. would be all uh, wood like that I cut from like trees and stuff. So it'd be an mm -hmm. all wood gym. Nice. That. Hey, well, that that that's just you know you know how you put your little your little like oh man that'd be perfect yeah, idea yeah. out there. Well, my uh, my uh, one of my dreams is obviously I want to have a nice studio in my home. When we buy a home, I'm gonna build a really sick studio. Um, but one dream that I just can't stop thinking about and googling and looking at is converting a van into a camper van. Um, mm -hmm. Because I just want to, that'd be at work. I drive a van sometimes, and it's like the best feeling ever. I just love driving a van, um, and I just mm -hmm. seen people convert vans, and they're just super cool. And I want to convert a van into like a camper van, but also in a music studio. So it'll have a basic, yeah. it'll have a minimal um, setup. So it'll have two monitors, an audio interface, um, a MIDI keyboard, and a guitar, and you know. The bed will be at the back of the van as like a um, as like a horseshoe shape, and you sit there, and there'll be a table, and you make your beats and whatever. You get a microphone there, you get rappers in, you travel around the country. You're like, oh, I'm, I'm down in I'm down in London this weekend. Um, any good rappers out there? They sit in the van, we drive off somewhere cool, cook some lunch, have a few beers. We're making beats in the van, and it's sick. Um, and then obviously the, the the couch area turns into a bed. Then I'll obviously sleep, you know, go on holidays <laughs> with a missus. Maybe one day we'll drive to France, um, pull up by the beach. Uh, we'll go have a walk on the beach, have an ice cream, have some fish and chips. And then afterwards, come back to the van. You've got the view of the beach, the ocean. I'm there just drumming away, <laughs> making beats. It'd be sick. Like that is oh, just, yeah. that is what I want to do. So hopefully the day when, you know, the day when I am making music full time, I, I'm dreaming that it's like enough for me to provide so she doesn't have to work. Um, so I can just mm -hmm. be a provider and um, that would, and then we can just drive wherever we want and I can make music wherever I want because it's in the van. And, it would just, uh, and, be... and if you want, if you want, you can just like, Oh, uh, a rapper's like, well, yeah, yeah, I can't really go nowhere right now. You're like, don't worry. Here I come. I'll come I'm bringing to you. the studio. <laughs> I'm bringing the studio to you. Yeah, exactly. So I'm going to have like a really good mic and I'll get like, you know, I'll just get, I'll just, I'm going to invest in a really good mic because then you know you get a good take. I'm going to like soundproof the van. It's going to be really cool. Um, it's going to have like a nice gas cooker on the side. And it's going to be sick. Yeah. So eventually one yeah. day that'll happen and that'll materialize hopefully. Um, but yeah. Hey, you keep it. You keep it envisioned, and sooner. Have you ever watched? Uh, have you ever watched Steve O's podcast? Yeah, I haven't. I've not heard his podcast, but I've seen his YouTube video where he uh, he goes surfing and he does a van tour. Have you seen it? Okay. Oh, yeah. Well, 
he has a, a podcast called Steve-O's Wild Ride, and he has a van. He has a yeah, band yeah. that he literally, his guy, he has like three microphones, right? And there's one microphone to the guy that drives the van or whatever. He And then there's his co-host and then there's him and then whoever he has in there. Mm-hmm. And whenever you were talking about your studio van, I was like, oh, and you could do your podcast in the van yeah. if you wanted to. Exactly. <laughs> that would be sweet. That would be sweet. So that that is that is one of the dreams that I have. Um and that would just be awesome. That would just be amazing. And I reckon I could do it do it on the cheap, but make it good. But I'm talking, that's a few mm-hmm. years down the line, because we need to buy a house first. That is the most important thing. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Yeah, you, you got you, you to gotta get that house so that whenever all this blows over, I can fly out and see you guys. Yeah, and we can make an album or something. Yeah, yeah, that's what's going to happen. They're like, uh, how long are you going to be staying in uh, Until <laughs> we're done. I'm like, until I'm done, so I guess just leave this flight open-ended, boy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, that'd be good. But shall we talk a little bit about um, mixing and what? It's... Yes, yes. You know, you know how we do. We just we went off on a little bit of a tangent, but well, think... it's still focused around your future and your dreams yeah. and like I'm, you know I'm, what you I'm, got. I'm, I'm the host getting interviewed, and that is just the way yeah. the Beats and Bars podcast goes. Okay, so we've talked about, you even talked about getting a really nice microphone so that you would never have a bad take. What are some... I mean, you still get a bad take, but the quality would be good. Mm -hmm. Got you, yeah, yeah. So it's easier to work around? Is it Mm -hmm. not as um, muddled together? Is that what you would mean? Yeah, it would just sound crisper, it would just sound better. Yeah, it Mm -hmm. wouldn't sound muffled. What are... It wouldn't sound as... It wouldn't sound... In... uh, in getting recordings from uh, uh, several different rappers, what would you say are some of the biggest problems that you have to deal with when getting a vocal recording from somebody? Sometimes when the vo- vocals come too loud, it's mm. harder to compress and make it sound good. But um, usually it's when there's background noise and that, that means yeah. that's probably because the room they're in isn't treated. That is mm. probably because their headphone volume is maybe too loud and they don't have mm. closed back headphones, which are really important. So these headphones here, these mm. are open back headphones. So mm-hmm. <laughs> you can't see them, but as you can see, yeah, sound, yeah. Gets <laughs> in, sound can come in there um, and mm. sound can come out whereas you need mm-hmm. closed back headphones for recording. So these are great for mixing, but closed back mm-hmm. headphones are good for recording. So then no sound comes out. So when you are stood next to a mic like this, your you volume at your ears isn't going to bleed into the mic. And that is really frustrating sometimes. And I mean, most of the time it's hidden from, uh, it's hidden in the beat or whatever, but sometimes mm-hmm. it's really bad. So background noise, um, and bleed from the headphones is a killer. Um, it, it so makes that, it that'll, harder that'll to mix. Be, that'll be things like uh, like fans, AC, computer um, fans. The, yeah, yeah. The bleed that you were talking about, and if the room's untreated, you're probably getting uh, unnecessary reverb, right? That would mm-hmm. affect you mixing definitely. it. Yeah, definitely. And I know you've done a really good job of dampening your room as well, and that just makes the whole whole lot of difference in the mix um 
because you? you get a solid vocal take. Yeah, exactly. So that's really good what you've yeah. done there. And a lot of people make the mistake that the um, a lot of people make the mistake that the um, like the pads that absorb the sound ah. or or the booths. Oh dear, need to be behind the mm. mic. But a lot of the time, the sound goes mm. into the mic, and then mm. goes around the room, and then comes back into the mic again. So you actually need to have mm. acoustic treatment behind you as well as well mm. as behind, to the sides as well. So the whole area needs to be treated. So the sound will yeah. come out of your mouth, go into the mic, and then the rest of it will drop dead. But then if it does bounce, it has the sides yeah. and the back to be to disappear, mm. to then go back in. And that's really important, yeah. having good treaty room. And if you can't afford to buy acoustic foam, mm. I was thinking, I was wondering if this would work, but like if you were sat on your bed, you had your mic, you put your covers over, you put your pillows there. And that would be, I, I was imagining that would be pretty sick uh, as a dampener because you're under, uh, your, my, under my, your cover. My my only question, the things that would make that difficult for the rapper and the problems I think I would see with uh, the sound, right, would be, because you do want as much sound dampening, you know, to catch the, the reverb and, and everything, but... There is, there can be too much too, though, right? Mm -hmm. That'll kind of muddy the muddy the sound of the recording. Sometimes when the room's too dead, there's not much life in take. But I mean, good mm -hmm. tips is like having a book a bookshelf, having a couch, having carpets, having a bed, things like that that mm -hmm. are just thick stuff. That really helps mm -hmm. with the vocal take. And I definitely recommend if if rappers are listening and don't have that, and they're just rapping a room, consider mm -hmm. consider just doing that because it'll be the big difference of your vocal sounding rubbish and your vocal sound good. Because when mm -hmm. I come to mix it, if your vocal take is bad, there isn't much you can do. You end up, you end up compromising by rolling off too much of the high end because you're trying to get rid of the room noise um, mm -hmm. and stuff like that. And it isn't good. So good treatment is it. The um, Also too, right, the... Uh, it's like if they make it, it's, it's, you said there's almost nothing you can do because you're trying to fix a problem that is more like putting a bandaid on it. You might as well just get a, a new take mm -hmm. is like, uh, you know, whenever you get clipping and yeah. your vocals go, go past the bar or whatever, and you can't ever really bring that back because it's, it, ha it hasn't registered. Yeah. And right? I mean, don't get me wrong. There's plugins that I have a plugin called D clip. D-Click, uh -huh. it's the uh, Isotope IREX 7 plugin, and that is really good at mm -hmm. getting rid of background noise, getting rid of the clip and the clicks and stuff like that, but it isn't, it's better to have a perfect take. Do you know what I mean? Better to have yeah. a good take, a good treated room, and good gain staging, because when you put plug your mic into an audio interface, you want to make sure that your highest ever volume is kind of just the start of the orange, um, mm -hmm. and then you know you're good. If it's going more of like a darker orange into the red, that's bad. So just, just below the orange, mm -hmm. green, orange, that's good if you're going for your high bits. And then when it's compressed and when it's mixed, it just you can bring it out because basically compression takes the, the high, highest volume, squashes it, and makes the whole track that 
arguably like a similar volume and it brings up the lower and squashes the, uh, the higher ones so if, if you've just i could see crazy... where that would be a problem like yeah. you were saying if someone sends you a, a take that uh they that is too loud because now it's compressing everything and that is just going to mess up the balance of the whole track huh yeah sometimes sometimes and usually like i'm not afraid to say to a rapper you need to redo this or you need to consider this or consider that because I care about the track and about them and I want the best music to be made. And if the vocal takes mm -hmm. up to par, then, then, you know, tr just try again. I've told, mm -hmm. told people before you're off beat. So why don't you try this instead of trying to wrap 16 bars at once, wrap four bars, mm -hmm. stop the take, punch in on, on another, um, on another track mm -hmm. and then maybe rap like the last word and then you back in and then you can send me that and then I can blend it all in together so it sounds like one perfect take and you're on beat the mm -hmm. whole time whereas sometimes if you just if you go in 16 bars and there's like one word that's off or you know you just it's better just to do punchings because all, all the good rappers all the professional rappers are punching in as well um, mm -hmm. so that's what that that is another tip that I would say the the only the only artist I've ever heard really that doesn't do like does not do any punchins at all is Jack White. Right. Jack Jack White, uh he literally uh Jack Black went and like they made a song together and Jack Black came out and he was like, Yeah, we had to get it all right the first uh one time. He's <laughs> he said whatever he usually does is the tenacious D stuff. I don't know, you know Jack Black Tenacious D? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he said, "Whenever they do that, he's like, you you can record something, put it in, record something, put it in." He said, "Jack White, no, nah, we had to get it all right. <laughs> we had to get it all right." Yeah, and like back in the day, man, like before laptops and stuff, you literally had to record it perfect. That is what mm. you had to do. You had to record it perfect because you couldn't just cut and stick or edit or this and that. You recorded your mm -hmm. take and that was it. If it if it was out of time, you had to do it again and again and again until you had the perfect take. That's how mm -hmm. it was back in the day. The, now now you it, can play you could play like four notes on your guitar and make a cool riff by editing it, like you could. But mm -hmm. to get like a proper good take, nothing beats it because there's life in the music. If you if you're slicing mm -hmm. it up and editing it, sometimes there's not as much life, but with your if you're playing the full part like with no mistakes it's it's perfect it's great yeah for sure what you you were talking about plugins a little while ago like what do you look for whenever you're looking for like a good and what makes the plugins worth the money because you're gonna like uh, buy a pack probably that has stuff in them like yeah well so for me my vocal chain so for any rappers listening this is a good thing to do um you get your vocals you can you give it a soft compression just to level it out a bit and then usually i add an eq where i um put a high pass filter on so you take the low end and you roll it up to about 100 like that and then usually i boost the high end just to bring out like the the sibilance and then i put a deesser on it to just to get rid of the like s sounds that sounds uh, that you don't want them so then ds will just demolish them and get rid of them and make the vocal sound really smooth and then um 
I'll add like um, another compressor, uh, another EQ, and then I'll like um, boost it around the mids or just find out where the sweet spot is and then boost it. And sometimes where I boost it, sometimes I like dip, like just sort of say I boost at like 1.5K, I might like do a slight dip at like 2K and then um, 1K, just, just so it's like if it looks like if that's the boost there, I'd maybe do like that and then just like a little cut. Sometimes it just really depends. You want to sweep the vocals and take out anything nasty as well. But um, once you've done that, so then EQ, then you can compress it again to, to bring it out uh, even more. Then you can add like reverb and delay, auto-tune if you want. If you're going to add distortion to your vocals, add it first. That's just always mm -hmm. something I've done. I don't know why. It just makes mm -hmm. it sound better. Because by the time it's got through the chain, it sounds kind of smooth. Um, mm -hmm. But the plugins that I use to mix is the Slate Digital plugins. Um, they're the best, um, in my opinion. They're modeled after analog um, consoles. And if you were to put them side by side, it would be barely recognizable of what's digital and what's analog. So I've, mm -hmm. I'm, pretty, I'm really happy with that. It's a subscription, so it's like... Uh, it's 10 bucks for six months of, um, a month or it's after the six months it then becomes 15 bucks a month it's definitely worth mm. it because since i've got those my mixes just got better and the analog emulated eqs and compressors and things and just the whole package is just sick so i'm really mm. glad i got that if i'm being honest um because my mixing just got way better um that's what oh, i yeah. use and obviously waves plugins are good as well there's there's universal audio plugins the plugins in your DAW uh, will be good as well. The stock plugins will be great. You know, all you need is compression, EQ, deesser, and a reverb and a delay if you want. And then, you, you know, you'll get a good tape. But open your game by getting some Slate Digital plugins or Waves plugins. They're just insane plugins. They're great. Is it, is it better to get uh, the vocals as close to ready uh, before you add the like you said like the delay and the the auto-tune and stuff like that yeah is you, it, want, is you it... want to have them sometimes you might actually have the auto-tune first to get like mm. the sound you want and then you can do more mixing on it so i would always put auto-tune first actually but then before you put a reverb and a delay on you do want to have it sort of mix ready and then you add this mm. like the, the source at the end with the reverb and delay if you know what i mean usually mm. that's what i do but I mean, I've got like, I know exactly how to mix your vocals perfect. So I've got kind of like just this chain that I use. And then usually by the time I've done that, it sounds great. And then I sprinkle on the reverb. I really, um, you should actually use buses and bus out your reverbs and delays. And a, mm -hmm. a cool trick is on your reverb, if you, if you have a bus send for your reverbs, it's not on the main channel, but you send the audio to another bus channel. Um, mm -hmm you have your reverb on that bus channel. Usually what I do is I put the reverb on and then I add an EQ and I take the lows and highs out. So it's just sort of the mids and it cleans up the reverb really nice. And then you can mm. compress, compress it as well if you want, side chain it to something. Um, but that's getting super more technical. Um, sometimes I do that. I usually EQ my reverbs on the bus and then I do the same with the delays because then you don't want any nasty low-end reverb coming through or low-end high-end nasty high-end reverb um so that's mm -hmm. what i do usually you you ever have uh a, a take that you were working on 
and you went through your chain and you, you were putting all your edits on it and then you realized that you might have done too much. So you yeah, had to sometimes. like, yeah, sometimes I usually have like, I have a few presets that I use that I think will sound good on that vocal. So you load it up and sometimes it's like, Ooh, yeah, no bad idea. So you like just turn all the plugins off. You start on the top one and you know, right. Okay. I'm going to come, you know, and you just work through them one by one. Sometimes take some away if you need or add different ones. Or It's just an experiment really. Mm-hmm. I have in my head how I think it should, what, what should help it make sound good. But it is experimentation at the end of the day. Um, yeah, process of elimination almost. Figure out yeah, what, yeah. what's going to work. And yeah, not every yeah. take and not every voice is going to work with uh, the same, mm-hmm. you know, edit and whatnot. So yeah, exactly. that makes sense. Exactly, exactly. And that's what I do sometimes. So it's about just experimenting and seeing what's cool. Trying new things as well. That's always mm-hmm. fun. Trying a different delay, trying a different reverb, trying a different compressor. That's definitely mm-hmm. fun as well. So I always do that too. And then, uh, the, I mean, that is part of the benefit of working with like a producer rapper relationship, uh, where if you go back and forth enough, now you already know what the, the takes probably going to sound like, or what his vocals or her vocals is going to sound like. And then you already have an idea before hand. So you already know the way it's going to sound mm-hmm. and then vice versa. Uh, the the rapper has an idea of like okay he's gonna send this to me and then you can go back and forth like you said more of a collaborative effort you know definitely def- yeah definitely and that's that's the that's the fun in it that is definitely the fun in it um, and I yeah, enjoy mixing vocals I'd like to mix for more people as well it's definitely something mm-hmm. that I want to do but um, yeah that's kind of how I mix and stuff do you know what's crazy we've been going for about what? an hour and it doesn't feel like that does it. No, nah, not at all. I will say this though: we will we will cut it soon, just because my my phone battery is a little low. You know, it makes sense we've been on for an hour because yeah, it yeah. did warn me. It was like you're uh, pretty low, but yeah. I feel like we covered a lot because we, we talked about the hopes, the dreams, the processes of mixing, uh, just chatting stuff and, and music. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, uh, yeah. I will say this: I. Uh, Adverts, torch, lift, mate. <laughs> These were uh, me and me and uh, Mrs. Wyatt were talking, and uh, I was just thinking. I started calling things just the way you would call them. Right, I was like, yeah. "Oh, these!" I was like, "These dang adverts! <laughs> they keep popping up on us." Oh, you know, I'm rubbing off. I'm rubbing off on you. And when you yeah, guys was... come and when you guys come and visit us in York, we will. Mm-hmm indoctrinate you in the british culture oh man I, I, and like I, like likewise be... likewise when we come to houston yeah whenever you come to h-town you're, you're gonna you're gonna leave and you're gonna be like hey we holding it down mm-hmm. that hey that's that's how we speak over here down is down okay. so just so you oh, know by, that. By, by the way you'll you'll be happy i had smoked brisket today Oh, you you made very, uh there's a bunch of Texans hearts right now that just kind of grew two sizes. Mm-hmm. They said, "Oh, someone someone had brisket." <laughs> they they don't know why they don't know why they're happy right now, but I know why they're happy. It's just like a shooting star went over the sky and it's like 
Yeah. Just someone, someone had brisket, and we could. Oh yeah, a tear, a tear goes down, yeah. Yeah. down the cheek. Man, I bet you they had chicken wings too. <laughs> yeah. There's a side order, definitely. But, but I, uh, how how do you do your outro? Do do you do a thing? What do you say? No, I usually just say, all right. I don't know. I don't know. I just usually say, all right, nice one, thank you, and then go. <laughs> you just say nice one, thank you. That's your yeah. outro. I don't know. I usually like, just, oh. I usually just say, <laughs> I usually just say, thanks for coming on. It's been great having you on. Go check mm-hmm. out the links in the description. Okay, and that's okay. it. Okay. Look. Well, thank you for coming on. Uh, we appreciate you for coming. Uh, check the links in the description. In my, my outro, my outro for my videos. You know, I do this. I go. Well, if you liked it, leave a like. If you disliked it, leave a dislike. Uh, oh, and no, I say, if you like that or this or any of this, leave a like. If you dislike that or this, or if you hate me, leave a dislike. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, until next time, this until has been Beats time. and Bars. This is the Beats and Bars podcast, where Beats I have where I've been the guest on my own show. This is great. Yeah, well, we ha- we had to. We had to learn, uh, you know, the origin of mm. the one behind the podcast. Sometimes what we're going to do is, um, for everyone listening still, if you're still here, hanging on. Yeah. We are, Wyatt will be a recurring guest on the podcast. So, um, yes, enjoy. Take care, guys. Thank you for listening to the Beats and Bars podcast. I'm your host, Battle Beats. See you next week. <laughs>